Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Social Ninjas Podcast. Where your hosts, Kyle and Jeremy, have vulnerable conversations with the most successful entrepreneurs in the world to learn how they created and maintained an optimal mental health while building a thriving business. If you are an entrepreneur in the early stages of building your business who wants to learn techniques, tips, and tricks to improve your mental health to keep you and your business running smoothly, you're in the right spot. Quick disclaimer before starting the show. Kyle, Jeremy, and the guests they bring on the show are not health professionals, and what they say should not be used in place of a replacement of medication or your doctor. Enjoy the show! Welcome to the Social Ninjas Podcast. I am your co-host. Join with me, as always, Jeremy. What is up? What's up, Kyle? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I want to do something a little different this time. So usually we wait until the end to do this, but I want to catch you right in the beginning. So if you love this podcast, we would love it if you went and gave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you want to screenshot this podcast and tag us all in it, post it to your Instagram stories or whatever, we would really appreciate it. Anyways, getting back into the podcast, we have a very special guest with us today, Pam Christian. What's going on, Pam? How are you? And guys, you got to follow this podcast. You got to rate it. You got to love it. You got to screenshot it. Help them out. They're doing good work here. <laughs> Thanks, We're going to use that for an ad. <laughs> <laughs> so can you give us a little background on yourself and tell us about what you're doing now? Sure. Um, so I'll start with now and back up. So now, right now, I am, my goal, my mission is to motivate and inspire others to live their very best lives. Basically, because I went from the bottom of, I call it a well, I was at the very bottom, rock bottom, and I brought myself up to here where I am living my best life. And I know it's possible for every single one out there. They just have to want to do it. And then they have to have the tools, which is where I come in. And I have ways of helping people both, you know, where I charge people and it's a business and then other ways where I offer my stuff complimentary on various platforms. But if you want to change, you can change. It's possible no matter what your situation is, no matter how desperate or dire or alone or scared you feel. It's just about taking that one little baby step. And that one little baby step leads to that next little baby step. And that next little baby step leads to that next little baby set. And before you know it, you look back and you're like, oh my God, I'm walking. What? How did I start walking? And then you're running and then you're jumping and you go on and on from there. So it's so doable. Love it. So it almost sounds like you've been listening to our podcast because we talk about baby steps all the time. So can you tell us what, like some of the baby steps that you maybe have implemented yourself or like some different steps that you have other people do? Sure. I mean, like, so it's unique to each person. So each baby step is dependent on the situation they're in and what they like. But the first thing I suggest that people do is we are so far away from knowing who we are as people. We're so like at this point, 
mixed into this culture where we don't even know if the stuff we're doing resonates with us, but we're doing it because we want acceptance. We want validation. And we feel like we're weird if we don't like this stuff. Like, I don't like going out with a huge group of people. That's not my thing. But when I was younger, I did it because I felt like there was something wrong with me because everyone else was doing that. And I was miserable. And then my tank would be empty when I got home. And what's wrong with me? And why do I feel this way? So I think the first thing you need to do is what do you like? And if you like taking a bath, take a bath. If you like going for a walk, go for a walk. If you like being around a lot of people, be around a lot of people, but make sure their energy is at a really good level. So what they're giving you is building you and elevating you rather than sucking from you and draining you. So that's the first thing. Just kind of get to know yourself. Try different things on for size. You might think you like something and you go do it and you realize, oh, I don't like that. So don't do it again. And you might think you wouldn't like something like maybe you don't like, you think you won't like race car driving, but you go race car driving. I don't know why I came up with race car driving, but, and you go race car driving. You're like, oh my God, I have the need for speed. I'm going to keep doing this. And so that's what you do. It doesn't matter what it is, but if you're doing things that, resonate here, then you're already on the path. The second thing, um, baby step is noticing, 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 noticing your thoughts, observing, witnessing yourself. We're so busy noticing everyone else, judging everyone else, talking about what people are doing, what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. How about you treat yourself as your own best friend and notice what you're doing and what you like about yourself and what you don't like. What you don't like is just as important as what you do like. And when you start noticing those things, you become aware and you become conscious and you're no longer in a trance-like state. You're no longer sleepwalking through life. And when you start noticing, that's when you can make the changes. But if you're not noticing and you're not aware and you're not conscious, those changes can't happen. I just took more notes in a short amount of time than any. <laughs> That's good. So I'm going to kind of dive in. I'm curious how you got to where you are. Like, where did this drive come from? I mean, I think what it was is like, I just didn't like the life I was living. And it's, there was nothing. If you looked at my life, you'd be like, wow, she's checked every single box. She has everything that they tell you to go for. But it still wasn't. It's not that it wasn't enough for me. It just wasn't working for me. It wasn't feeling good. So I was, I've been intuitive my whole life. I've kind of had that inner voice, but I didn't listen to it for a long time. And I'd hear it and maybe I'd listen a little, but then I'd go off the rails and go do the thing that I wasn't supposed to do. And to have to build back up to listen to that voice again. And so I would just constantly be on the path of falling back and coming, falling down and coming back and falling down and coming back. And at some point you come back enough times that your reserves are no longer down here and they're up here. So when you get knocked down a little, you're not going from here to here, you're from here to here. And that little bit of difference is nothing. You can bounce back so quickly, but most of our tanks are so empty that when we get knocked down or we do something that's out of alignment with who we are, we just fall all the way down. And I just got sick of feeling that way. You're, you're, you're raising your hand. Does that mean you understand and agree? I, yeah. I think the, the biggest, I, Wow. <laughs> you just got, got goosebumps. It's so true. Like understand. I think most people just don't understand their why they look external for their why when they, like it starts with, all right, why am I here? What is, what is my why? Like, what do I want to bring more of into the world? And then the external to kind of take care of itself. 
And even that's like so macro for some people, like for you or me, that's like, oh yeah, we know we're here. We know our why, we know what it is. But even if you're at the point where you're not even close to knowing your why, it's all about just doing things that feel good. And you may not know what feels good yet. That's how you figure out what your why is. Do you like going to the office every day and working for someone else? If the answer is no, okay, <laughs> the answer is no for Jeremy, then you might need to, to pay the bills right now. But when you get home, instead of spending four hours watching Netflix, spend two hours watching Netflix and spend an hour on this side passion. What is that? Do you like writing? Do you like learning how to help people? Do you like making computers? Like, what is it that you like? And start just researching it. That is going to just alone start to fill your tank. And it doesn't mean taking away the Netflix or anything else. And I know there was one hour that I didn't account for in that because I said four hours, two hours of Netflix, one hour of doing whatever it is that your side hustle, and then one hour of doing things for yourself. So like, Mm -hmm. do you want to put on a mask on your face? Do you want to go for a run? Do you want to lie on the couch and just chill? But whatever it is, do something that feeds you, your soul for yourself. Like it. So you talked about the the first step is knowing what you like doing. And I'm curious what that was for you. Was it helping other people or what exactly was that? I mean, I've always, I'm a healer. It's what I do. And so even when I was in my darkest days, I would put other people first. And that's not necessarily the best thing to do, but Jeremy relates to me. Jeremy and I, we are simpatico, I can tell. So I would, I, I, heal it, being a healer is just like who I am. And um, so whether I was in my best spot or my worst spot, that would come through. And so it would drain me for so long even though it was what I loved. And I had to figure out how to do something that you love without being drained all the time. So what I would do was um, I would find other things that filled my tank so that I could go and live my purpose, which was healing. And what I realized was I was healing people and I wasn't even doing it intentionally. So once I became intentional about it, and this is even before the career started in it, once I became intentional about it, I was able to set up a framework for myself that allowed me to do that while also taking care of myself, which is the most important thing because you can't do good for anyone else. You can't live your purpose. You can't live your big why if you are not fulfilled. And we're taught in this culture, everything comes before us. And if we put ourselves first, we're selfish. I'm a mom of three kids. I mean, I definitely do. You're a mom of three kids too. You both are. (laughs) (laughs) My kids are number one. (laughs) Um, But like I want, I was realizing that I was drained and so that I would be more snappy at them, more stressed. And so I started taking really good care of myself and whatever that meant to me. And that not only helped me be a better parent, but it also helped me be a better healer and a better coach and a better, before I was a coach, I was, I had a pretty successful business in real estate. It allowed me to be a better realtor. So it all comes back. Listen, we are just bodies here, but what's inside of us is our soul. And we don't talk about our soul enough and we've lost our soul. And I don't mean to be all airy fairy unicorns and whatever, but we have souls. We have an inner self and we haven't been taking care of our inner self. 
And none of us have. And until we start to that big why or anything else that we want to do or that we want to find joy in isn't going to happen. So it's all about us first. And I don't know if I exactly answered your question because I think I went off on a tangent and didn't come back, but hopefully I did. That was the best tangent ever. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a good tangent. It was a relatable tangent. I mean, because like, like Jeremy said, I'm a mom of three kids. Well, well dad. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it makes me think of like right when the pandemic started, I had to like put a really heavy focus on making sure I was taking care of myself first because I was taking on you know, all these like, extra responsibilities now with, you know, them being home from school and all that sort of stuff. And it's a common misconception in my judgment that people feel that it's selfish to take care of yourself, like you were saying. And yeah, so I'm glad you said that. I mean, even like relating it to kids, it's like, okay, you can be with them for five hours snapping the whole time and being annoyed at them, or you could be with them for 40 minutes and it'd be the most beautiful 40 minutes. As much as I love being around my kids for five hours, if I had to choose one, the 40 minutes would be it every single day. Quality over quantity. Exactly. exactly. I'm curious, like someone that's getting started and wants to change their mindset, what would you, what would you recommend to them? The first thing, I mean... It sounds a little hokey, but the first thing I would say is get a dry erase marker and write on your bathroom mirror. And this is not my creation. I will not take credit for it, although I'd like to. Um, and write affirmations. I am beautiful. I am strong. I am happy. I am successful. I am confident. I am all these different things, whatever they are for you. This is what I did when my kids were very little. And they'd go into the bathroom in the morning. They'd wake up. They'd brush their teeth and they'd look up at these. And I, if you ask them, they may say they don't even remember. They may say they didn't mean anything to them, but I know they did. And they'd look up and they'd see, not you are, they'd see, I am, I am this, I am that. And that is what starts getting in their head. Not, I am not, or I am not worthy, or I am not valuable, or I am ugly, or I am this. And so you could do it with dry erase marker. You could do it in your headphones there or your AirPods or whatever, your earbuds. Um, there are so many different ways to do it. But what we need to do is we need to take out the negativity that comes to us so easily and replace it with positive thoughts. That doesn't mean you can't have a bad day. That doesn't mean every day is a positive day because I want to be realistic. But the more you infiltrate this, you're bringing your mind with positivity, with things that it's not even positivity. It's true. You are both. You both right here, Kyle and Jeremy, you're both gorgeous. I don't know if you know that, but you're both gorgeous. And so when you tell yourself that, and look at you both smiling right now, right? It feels good. Yes. And imagine you telling yourself that and you believing that. I know I'm beautiful. I don't need anyone else to tell me I'm beautiful. Whether I'm the beauty that's conventional to today's society or not doesn't matter to me because I know what's here. And so when we start feeling those things about ourselves, but we need to change the narrative because our parents, our families come down on us. And the reason they do is because the generation before then came down on them and the generation before them. And then we had the depression era and it's all everyone criticizing each other. And the only way that's going to stop is with you, with me. And we have to make that decision. And when we make that decision and then we infiltrate ourselves and our nervous system with more positive affirmations, more positive things about ourselves, you're unstoppable because you have the power within you. I like that. I like the bathroom mirror thing. I'm going off on my own thing again, but I, I have my kids do affirmations every night, but I like the bathroom mirror wall as well, just in case 
we forget or slip or whatever, but yeah, I think just, you know, what's cool. Like you could do, cause my kids are older now. They're not doing this with me, but I have a feeling that years are young. Um, the, um, they can do it. They can write it. You don't have to just do, I did it for them, but like, let them have a field day and write all these things about themselves. What would mm-hmm. they come up with? What would I, whatever their names are, what would Johnny say about himself? If he were to write something, how fun. And then it's even more authentic because it's what he's really feeling inside. We also did this thing like um, at the kitchen table every single day. I had a book and you, you know, it's like an easel and you could change the pages. And it was a picture of a face and it said, I am sad. I am happy. I am whatever. And I am embarrassed. And I'd have them pick for whatever part of the day, what were you feeling? And then we talk about it. People don't have the vocabulary to talk about what's going on inside of them. They're wounded and they're closed. They need the language. Yes, yes, okay. so much yes. <laughs> I don't know if you, what, my, what I, works for me is I think, uh, well, I work with clients and I would I get into like, what are the negative thoughts that they tell themselves and then come up with an affirmation that's the opposite to try to, to, to reprogram, not try. <laughs> I don't want to say it's like, you got it. Myself. That's good. That's to good. Reprogram. Um, but I love what you talked about with emotions and st- staying with the five core joy, sad, fear, shame, anger, because I, in my, in my observation people are overwhelmed with their emotions and they don't understand why and sometimes just saying it out loud and and really checking in with it especially the the bad ones or the scary ones just like i'm feeling sad just saying i'm feeling sad because and really getting into it feels really good because it externalizes it it gets it out almost like exactly we keep everything bottled up especially you guys and i have two 18 year old boys and i have a daughter also but i'm really into my boys knowing how they're feeling being in tune with it because you guys are taught not to have emotions you're not allowed to feel you're not allowed to cry i mean oh my gosh like that's so unfair and it's unfair to you and it's unfair to us as your partners because we deserve your emotional availability as much as you deserve it so true yes such a good crier <laughs> that's awesome I love that. All right. i'll never forget when i was younger i went to a water park in my and i'll i like fell and it looked like a werewolf just destroyed my arm it was, it was, and i just remember i looking at my mom like holding it in my mom's like you could cry and i was like I let it all out. <laughs> That's awesome. You needed permission. Yeah. And you, I know you don't now, but like people still today, people are stuck because they, they don't let it out, whether it's through crying or any other mood that will get it out. And when it's stuck inside of us, it sits there and it gets worse and worse and worse. And then the fear of dealing with it feels so much worse than if you just dealt with it. Yes. So true. I, and I, I go to like a, a weekly men's meeting and the, the, the weeks where I really don't want to go are the ones when I know I should go the most because that's when yeah, I really I think do some work. So good. And I love that you saw like it's so true. It builds up and then it, it actually gets, it, it leaks in other parts of our lives and we're not even conscious of it. Like I'll be oh mean gosh. to a bunch of people and it has nothing to do with them. It's just because I'm not dealing with it. That's so true. We leak out all over the place, all of our issues. And we think we're so buttoned up and holding it all together. But we don't realize that when we're rude to someone or we're mean or we're disrespectful, that's that's the issue coming out. Because if you didn't have issues, all you'd be given was love. Mm. That's what it's all about. I like the, the living through that filter of love. I feel, yeah. I feel like I've had our clients like, I don't know how to deal with this. Like, well, if you had a, a filter of love on that response, how would that look? Oh, I like that. I'm going to use that. 
<laughs> Good. People are afraid to love because it means you're vulnerable and you could get hurt. And the hurt that they've already experienced feels so bad because they haven't dealt with it. So that's what they feel like the hurt of love is going to feel like. <sighs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Hello, this is Kyle, your favorite co-host of the Social Ninjas podcast. Don't worry, I won't tell Jeremy. Uh, I just want to share with you all this really awesome mental health app designed specifically for men. So we all know that mental well-being takes practice, it takes strength, and it takes vulnerability, which for us men is sometimes kind of hard. It's not something that we fix, it's something that we honor and no man needs to do that alone. That's where the Tether app comes into play. It's an area to practice those skills. With the app, you get access to peer programming, content, and a 24-7 support network where you can support other men and be supported yourself. It's not just a place to come when you're having a bad day. It's for every single day, and we celebrate a lot in the app. It's available on the App Store and Google Play Store for free. All you got to do is go check it out. Go download it. It is the Tether app, and that's T-E-T-H-R. Go download it right now, then come back to the podcast and listen. So how do we teach this? Because we've said it on the podcast before, vulnerability is a superpower. How do you get people to accept that? You got to be brave. You got to be courageous. You got to tap in and talk yourself through what's the, okay, let's say, I mean, vulnerability isn't just about romantic partners. It could be in this situation right now between us and I open up about something that I haven't opened up about or something like that. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? The worst thing is that Kyle and Jeremy are going to be like, ha ha ha, that's so funny. You're so lame. I can't believe you. We're taking you off this show and we're not airing. That's the worst thing. Or you like someone and you tell them what's the worst thing. They don't like you back. Like we make it as if it's this thing that's so much worse and so much more painful than it is. And that's because, well, what does rejection mean to you? Were you rejected when you were a kid? Did your parents reject you? Did you reject yourself? And those are the traumas that have built up. And now being vulnerable just feels so scary. So I say, just take a chance. And it could be being vulnerable by like, Oh my gosh. I do these things all the time where I go up to people, random people, and just do random acts of kindness. And they look at me like, or just even walking down the street, I smile. You too. I smile at people and they don't know what to do. They're like, does she know me? She must know me. I don't remember her, but she has to know me if she's smiling at me. No, I don't know you. <laughs> We're spirit animals. I do. I love you challenges to strangers in public. Uh, what do you do? I go, I love you. One, I love you too. I just go around saying, I love you to strangers. I love that. And so like, I would do something small, like pay for someone's coffee or tell someone they look nice or that you like their shorts or whatever it is. And that's a really, and they're strangers. So really, if they don't respond to you in a positive way that, you know, that's their stuff going on for the day, nothing to do with you. So try it out that way. Call your mom or um, someone you love that you feel safe with and say, Hey, I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable right now. And I want to tell you something and I'm putting myself on the line here. So you build up the courage in safe spaces so that when it gets a little less safe, you're comfortable. It's not your first time doing it. I love what he talks about where you, you prepped them. You're like, I want to be vulnerable right now. 
I think there's yeah. so much power in, in prepping them. Like, hey, I want, is it, can I be vulnerable? Almost asking first is kind of powerful because it gets them in that state. So it's less of a chance of them judging. Hey, because hey, I'm you know I'm being vulnerable. I want to. Is it okay if I be vulnerable right now? Because you never know if they even have the space for it because they could be going through their own stuff. Absolutely. And some people are uncomfortable with vulnerability, even if it's not them being the one who's vulnerable. They don't know how to hold space for you. So I always like to say it. But I also like to just do it because like, I, I like that challenge. And, you know, I know that no matter what happens, rejection, positivity, what happened, whatever the response is on the other side is something better for me. So if it's rejection, okay, then I'm going to have to work through some triggers and that's okay because that's going to bring me to a better place and help me level up. And if it's not, and it's something positive, even better. It's a win. Thank you, universe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's been a big challenging thing for me when i'm being triggered and i'm like my, my mentor is saying oh, you're triggered such a great opportunity the the rug is lifted yes i'm like what i'm feeling terrible what do you mean this is great <laughs> it's true though it is so good it's where the work happens yeah i like the uh random acts of kindness like you're saying just i mean even just something as small of just paying someone a compliment and i mean forget how it even makes you feel it can make you feel great but just knowing that you can impact someone else's day just by some just extremely simple compliment just like i was at the gas station other day and this guy had this really cool like button up shirt it was kind of like funky but it was like my style so i was like dude i love your shirt and he was like kind of surprised by it he was like uh oh thank you (laughs) people don't know what to say because we've lost our way with this and we need to find it back because it just doesn't help like you, you say, Kyle, and it doesn't help the guy at the gas station. It helps the world because whatever you just, he just went home with that feeling a little, even though he said, oh, oh you know, he's going in his car. He's like, oh, that was kind of cool. Then he goes home. He's in a better mood. He has a little like jump in his step and then his wife or his mom or his sister or whoever get a little feel of that. And it's vibrating and it's a ripple effect. It's all about the ripple effect. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm curious, uh, we always talk about how mental health is a practice. What do you practice to keep your mental health uh, at, an, at an optimal level for you? I mean, I meditate like crazy. I love I, I love living in that world of meditation more than I love living in this world. Um, but I only started, I'm going to be honest, with five minutes. And I started like, I don't know, 20-something years ago and five minutes a day and I could barely sit. And it was so painful. And it was dreadful listening to what was going on up here. Not just the thoughts about myself, but what if I can't do this? What if I can do this? What if this happens? What if that happens? It could be good stuff. It doesn't have to be bad stuff, but it's like nonstop. Now it's just space for me to manifest what I want. It's just clear. Um, so meditation, I drink a lot of water every single day. I make a green juice, um, because I think what we put in our body, that doesn't mean that I don't go off also and have stuff that's not great for me, because I also think you have to live a little, but I know how that feels. So I don't spend too much time in that space. I go for walks every single day. I exercise in addition to a walk every single day. I think exercise is so underrated. I think if people just moved and I'm not saying like hardcore, go for a walk, stretch out, lie on the floor while you're watching Netflix, move your body around. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Just get some flow going. Exactly. Dance. Jeremy's doing it. I, I'm usually, yeah. I, when I, when I, when I, when I, um, when I talk on the phone, I walk the whole time. I, I pace. I'm a pacer. Um, Every morning I send my cousin a gratitude list, 10 things I'm grateful for. She sends me 10 things she's grateful for. I have my clients 
send me things they're grateful for just so they can focus on gratitude. Gratitude is huge. The thing is people try these little things that I'm saying and they try them. I feel like I have like a cheering squad back there, Jeremy, you are the best. Um, um, They try them and they try them for a week and then they don't see the results they want. I focused on gratitude, but nothing good came into my life. You got to do it a lot longer than a week and you got to not say nothing good came into my life because you, what you are looking at is what you're attracting. So you can put five things down and then spend the rest of your day being miserable. You're going to attract the things that are, are, you know, miserable for you. Um, I think spending time with my kids, that's like a shot of vitamins right there. Like two of my boys just left for college. I cannot wait to see them, but I FaceTime them and annoy them all the time. Or maybe I don't annoy them, but um, yeah, and my daughter's home. So whenever I can get her to give me some attention, I'm like, I, I take it. Um, what else? Apple cider vinegar. I mean, there are so many different things. I make smoothies and I think food is huge. I think food is really important and it doesn't have to be as clean as I'm saying, but even if you're going to go get chips, make sure you're not getting like the Doritos and the Lay's get like something with better ingredients that don't have as many chemicals. Um, if you're someone who likes people, fill yourself up with positive people being around you. Yeah. Like you need that, that feeds your soul. Um, what else? Uh, I think I said music. The other thing is, this is really great. Like at night, a lot of times people have trouble falling asleep because their minds are going crazy. You get your earphones, your earbuds, whatever you want to call them. And, um, you put on, go on YouTube and you can get Delta waves, gamma waves, beta waves, theta waves, whatever it is. They are, it's called brain sync. And literally it takes some of this stuff when we're working so hard to grow and improve ourselves and get to a better space. There are some things that we just don't have control of. And that's like stuff that's cellular level, like that is patterning from when we were a young kid and trauma. So like music, these tones, they take your neurons down. They take your cells to a different level. Like Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about it so much. I'm not sciencey, so I, okay. So, you know, Joe, you know, Joe? Yeah, I'm a big fan. (laughs) I love Joe. Um, I talk about him on every podcast because I'm a huge fan of his and I think he's doing amazing things for the world. But so it's all about, you know, hitting what we can hit ourselves, but then using tools. Um, I'm like, I love my crystals. I have crystals all over my house. So like whatever people think, if it's a placebo effect and it's really nothing and I spent money on these crystals, it doesn't matter because they make me happy. So things like that. Journaling. I journal and when I'm triggered, is when I journal the most. So if I get triggered, I spend a week journaling every day for 10 minutes on the trigger. Mm, that's that's something I've been trying to implement lately is journaling when I'm triggered, when I'm feeling some type of way to like really expand. I see Jeremy looking at me I because, because, I, because, because I said to? trying, because I said trying. Uh, I know, so lame. I mean, amateur hour over here. No, I think, I think, um, the thing is, this is what I learned about it because it was hard for me too. And I'm not a big journaling. Isn't my first choice, but I do it because I know it's good for me, but, um, come up with a question for the trigger. So then you're writing on a question each day. So you have some, somewhere to go with it. So like, let's say you feel worthless. Okay. Or you, you're triggered and you realize, oh my God, I'm triggered because I felt unworthy as a child. Then you 
come up with a question about what made you feel unworthy. And you go into, oh, someone when we were playing baseball said this and that made me feel unworthy. But then you'll go to, oh, and my parents did this. And it's not to blame other people. It's there are so many different things that can come out of the one question. But when you're kind of just stream of consciousness, which there's nothing wrong with, but my coach taught me this and it's helped me so much formulating a question and then spending the time on answering that and letting it take you where it takes you. I like that. So yeah, that's something I'm starting to do is journaling my triggering things that happen in my life. Is that's that better, awesome. Jeremy? <laughs> he says starting, not trying. Starting, yes. Historically, I've had a hard time with it, but I am now getting on the train. Can I just say something about that too? Because I think you just made a really great point. And the thing is, this is a journey. You're on the train. You're not just getting on the train. If you've historically had trouble, you've already journaled. So you're 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 on you're on route. You may not be at your destination, but you don't want to be at your destination because guess where you are when you're at your destination? Underground. We don't want you underground. Right. We want you in life. This is going to be an ongoing journey. Maybe you'll journal for the next two years every day, and then maybe you'll fall off again. That's okay. It's okay. You don't have to do it every day for the next. I don't know. You look like. I don't know how old you are, but for the next 80 years, whatever, <laughs> 70 years, 90 years, like it's okay. And that's, I think what people have trouble with. They start, they fall off and then they're like, forget it. I'm a failure. I can't do anything right. I never do this. I never do that. I'm not getting back on. Get back on in three weeks, whatever. When you realize that you fell off, get back on. If you go on for a day and get off again, that's okay. Get back on. So I think give yourself a little more credit, Kyle. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking for a minute. Go ahead, chair. <laughs> I love this. I love, I just like, I'm just kidding. I got goosebumps. He talked about just get back on. As soon as you make the realization, you just get back on. I feel like a lot of people are, uh, and I included some, will have it where I'll get, I'll fall off for a while and I, and I give myself, and then I'm hard on myself for falling, being off for so long. And then I'm just in this rut of, yeah, like I know the ways. Why am I on this for so long? But just like, ah, it's in the past. What could I do now? It's in the past. What could I do now? I love that. What could I do now? But also like, why are you hard on yourself? Why aren't you like, oh my gosh, I did this for so long. That was so great. I'm off for now. I'm taking a little hiatus. I'm going back on. Like that's the shift <laughs> that I mean in the language. Like, and that takes time, but it takes consciousness. It takes catching it in that moment. You guys are both laughing. Um, it takes catching it in that moment. So you're like, why did I just fall off again? No. I just had a run of four weeks of writing in my journal every day. I need a break right now. I'll get back to it in a week. That's how we want to talk to ourselves. I also, I'm also laughing because I gave this as a support in my story yesterday. I was like, so I was like, oh, I've been so lazy and unproductive. And I commented, I was like, well, maybe that's what your body needed. So you're doing a lot by being lazy and unproductive. Maybe exactly. you're being productive by being lazy. You were being productive by being unproductive. Yeah. I told, and then I mentioned like we're human beings, not human doings. I love that. That's like so true. But we have been conditioned going back to societal norms that we're constantly mm -hmm. grinding, doing, 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 doing. I find some of my best work happens in my meditations. Me too. I look, look within myself. And I check. I check it. And right, hold on. Am I am I showing up? How I want to show up. Wait. What am I? My my to do list is all wrong today. Hold on. Let me redo this after meditation. Exactly. Or like ideas that come to you for your business. They never mm. come to me when I'm sitting at the computer typing or when I'm out with clients. They come in my meditations in my quiet moments. 
Yep, same here. That and just like dialogues with myself, just like thinking out loud. I get a lot of ideas that way too. Yeah. Dialogue. Oh, even today, a dialogue with myself. I had a, I'm not going to lie. I'm being vulnerable. I had a hard time getting out of bed today. And I, was, and I like the most supportive parent in the world. It's like, it's okay, Jeremy. I know. I talked to myself. That's so good. I love that. And we all have trouble, by the way, getting out of the bed. Just not everyone admits it. But, no, but that's yeah. good. Like, taking care of yourself. Today, today I, ha- I had the, the challenge. I wanted to go for a run before I get to look at my phone. I was like, looking at my phone as my reward system. I'm like, I know you want to look at your phone, but you got to run first. <laughs> That's hard. That's hard. Yeah. So I did the run, and I'm like, you get to look at your phone now. I do? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, thanks, Dad. You're welcome. You're welcome. Good job for going on the run. Yeah, exactly. So if you had a message that you could send to everybody in the world, what would it be? And since everyone in the world is going to be watching this podcast, because you guys are so awesome, I'm going to make sure I'm really intentional about what I want to say right now. Um, I think the message is to be kind to yourself to love yourself, to find out who you are and who you can be and love yourself for all of those things. Cause that's really all it's about. And once you do that, all the other stuff falls into place. All the friends, all the caring about other people. I care about so many other people. I do so much for so many people. And it's so easy for me because I'm so happy with myself and my life. And that doesn't mean I don't have things to work on. So I'm not like a perfect being by any stretch of the imagination, but I'm good with where I'm at. And I want everyone to be good with where they're at because life is so short and it's something we deserve. We were born, we were chosen to be born. This is not an accident. We don't even realize what miracles we are. We are miracles. Like our bodies, our minds, everything that's happening here is a miracle. You guys are miracles. Us talking through the internet is a miracle. So be your miracle, be your own miracle for yourself. I like that. I saw Gary Vee post something along those lines. He's like, you can't complain. Do you understand like the chances of you being who you are? Do you understand how ridiculous that is? Like, huh, that's interesting. Exactly. Like we're so lucky. We, we like, we like take it for granted. We're like, we're like running a million miles an hour. We're like annoyed at every single thing that happens in our day. Like no, every single thing is a gift in front of us. It's just how you see it. speechless that's a first (laughs) it is (laughs) all right i will take it away pam where can people find you Okay. One, I left that little dead space because I think it's good for people to see also, and you can edit it out if you want, but I could have easily filled that. I had so many things I could say, but we can sit here and be quiet together. And that's also a beautiful thing. And that's so great. So I just wanted to note that, um, on Instagram at Pam Christian with two N's. Um, and my website is the Pam Christian Check me out on either of those places. And if you need anything, DM me or message me through my website and I'm here to help. Thank you so much for coming on. This was awesome. So much fun. We're going to stay in touch. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you for having me.
We gotta take a picture before I forget. Ready? Oh. One, two, three. We are miracles. And we are. <laughs> we are miracles. Thank you, thank you. And yeah, I love the the, the silence. I, I definitely wanted to say a bunch of things, but I was just kind of taking that moment in. Me too, me too. I'm glad we all did that. We were <laughs> I, like, who, whose kids are in the background, by the way? Oh, that'd be mine. How old are they? Six, four, and two. Oh, you have your hands full. Uh, somewhat. <laughs> so wait, boys, girls, what do you have?